0: You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, REscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week is uh, Ready Player One. Obviously, Ready player uh, that's one. the big news. I'm actually I have to say, even though uh, we we have a movie to do, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and it's a big Steven Spielberg movie and crazy action and stuff. All of a sudden, I am really excited to see The Quiet Place. You know what's
1: this is interesting when we it wasn't last week when it was Pacific Rim it was the week before um you had mentioned you just seen an ad for it when we were walking I think we were, when we were walking out maybe we were walking in and you're like and I'm pretty curious about that now yeah I've only seen one quick. a bunch of people have been saying good things about has it, it I've so. only seen one quick spot and I remember telling you it wasn't even like a full trailer it wasn't even like a teaser trailer it was just like a 20 or 30 second quick hit and I thought it looks like a really well done M Night movie. Now I don't right. know if that's true or not. I, I I'm always up for a film like that to be really fun and interesting and creative and original. And it does look kind of neat. Like how do you
0: go about the world when you got to be really, really, really right. quiet? And so are, and are there other the <clears throat> thing that I'm interested to see? And it's just it's a <coughs> strange movie. It's got me kind of interested just because of who's in it. Yeah, right. Because it's because such is, a yeah. uh, it's such a weird horror. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you. It'd be one thing if it was like very M night or it was very you know weird, and you never even had any idea what they're scared of. Right. Like you never even get to the point where you find out what's going on or whatever. But even in the trailers, I mean, boom, we see there's crazy, freaky looking things, and you know whatever. So it's not like it's uh, some extended trick of a movie, right? where you know all of a sudden it's like the village right. and it's right it looks you know, like whatever. it's very like face value like it's, this is uh, what's but, happening you know it, but it's it's weird that it's Emily Blunt and uh, John Krasinski mm-hmm. uh not because you know they couldn't be in anything horror or whatever right um but it's not their thing right right <laughs> it's not what you know nobody says so you, you excited for the new you know Krasinski movie or something right Emily Blunt is uh, you know, uh, right in the midst of uh, talking about Mary Poppins and stuff. Right, right. right. <laughs> and, you wouldn't uh, think this is the pivot. And she's not it, it, coming off of 10 years of, you know, being in creepy movies or, right. you know, whatever. Right. Uh, or even necessarily super serious movies or whatever. I don't yeah. know. But so it's very yeah. weird there. So I'm interested to see what they do with it. Plus, it's not even that it just he's in it. It's like his... his baby yeah i, I guess mean, he's, yeah he's uh producing at least but i don't know if he completely wrote it but he at least he had some hand lot in it. it yeah uh, or whatever i don't know but it's it, it's his it's his real thing yeah which is just weird but yeah he's jim <laughs> from the office he right. can't write creepy right. shit right anyway but so i'm interested for that but also i'm interested to see uh what they do with anything else that is Involved in these people's existence, right? Much less whether or not they get eaten or not, or right. whatever, yeah. or they get killed. But uh, <laughs> we see them like we see them walking around. Mm-hmm. We see like the little kid turns on the plane oh, yeah, that makes right. noise. We see them in a house where they're, you know, sign languaging to each other and uh, they're going about like kind of their routine uh but clearly they walk around right and they move around and do things and and are there lots of other people i mean there right, there yeah. was one are clip the where ones? we see some other guy yeah. um but what does that mean is he like the only guy they've seen in 10 years or right. like right. like what is going on in the world i don't know it's it's it, intriguing it does for look sure. interesting uh, yeah it may turn out you know it may turn out to be one of those it may be M night in a different way uh where because uh, you know M Night just sucks now; and can't make good movies, <laughs> right? Right. But what he can do, even up until fairly recent times, right, he can make a good first three quarters of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then, in it, fact, then it's mo- just that he ruins them Dude, all. Dude, one of the most right?
1: frustrating things has been like watching a film, and and if it hooks you, it does so early. It doesn't nail the ending the way the sixth the way the Sixth Sense did. But you're like, man, I was there. Right. And then for right. the last 25 minutes, I'm like, now nah, you frigged it all up. Right. Like, now right. it doesn't even make any sense. Like, and oh, now I hate my all my of God. it. Right. Yeah. 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 No, he's actually very good at creating suspense and so setting this, things in so motion. So this could so. be,
0: you know, it may not be like the big plot twist kind Maybe. of thing, but it may be <laughs> that it just, like, falls off a cliff at the end. Maybe. Because they don't know what to do with it. Who knows? <laughs> right. But it looks very intriguing. Right. Uh, so anyway, Ready Player One, but uh, we do have to talk, <laughs> I think... <laughs> You've got news <laughs> for a minute. It's not exactly news. I just news. feel like I have to comment on Roseanne. Oh yeah, and it's uh, well, funny. You, a, I couldn't and, get a comment last right? week. Yeah. Uh. Well. So, <laughs> lots happened in a week. Though. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I just think it's funny. Right. Um. I think it's funny. I think it's funny that uh, Trump called the congratulator. I think it's funny that she has herself gone on more and more bizarre Twitter rants. Yeah. Uh, like she's just daring people to not tune in anymore, right? Uh, I think it's I think it's funny in a different way that Sarah Gilbert had to come out and say Trump will never be mentioned on the show again. Right. I absolutely guarantee it. Right, uh, or else uh, you know who knows, uh, maybe she, or she won't show up anymore or right. whatever. But you know you agreed to be on the show in the first place, so right could be that. And you but, probably read a script <laughs> before you did it, but but uh, oh, I can tell you, I've watched several episodes of the show, and uh, you know I guess I'll give Trump a little bit of leeway on uh, exactly how stupid he is because there's only the one episode that's aired. It's on again yeah, tonight, right? right. And uh, I, don't, I don't know that he watched it. He only congratulated her supposedly on the ratings, not on the fact that it was a good show, right. right? But somebody told him that she said positive things about him in the show. We Everybody knows that she's a big Trump supporter in reality, right? right. And, uh, and she's a Trump supporter in the show. Although according to Sarah Gilbert, uh, like from now on, you will not really know Ever again, right? <laughs> that she he is a, who should not be named. That she's yeah. a, that she's a Trump supporter. We basically did you watch the first episode? I didn't yet. We, I've
1: been waiting for more than one
0: to, we, to pop. We, I want to see. Basically, them in a row. we yeah. basically like rule out yeah. uh, everything that happens. You know, so like in the first episode. Uh, which already aired, and it's yeah. not spoiling it if you haven't watched it because too bad, right? Right. <laughs> that's that's we don't live theory. in that world anymore uh, because that's what the networks tell me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Once right. it's aired, I can talk about anything I want. That's that's true. Uh, so anyway, um, but Jackie has basically been out of Roseanne's life right. for like a year yeah. since the election, right? Because she obviously, it, you know, hates Trump and he's the devil. And that right. that basically, you know, apparently in the history of the show that right. did not actually air, right? In the right. past of right. the show, uh, they, you know, basically just had a giant falling out yeah. uh, about it. And, and in one episode, pretty much, we kind of just make it all up. And, right. And now we're not so mad anymore, right? right. For no reason, right? right. Except <laughs> just because TV, the magic you know? of television, right. right? And we want certain people to be on the show. But anyway, I just I think it's funny, and uh, here's the main reason I think it's funny: because uh, Trump did call her and congratulate her on the ratings. Basically, somebody told Trump that mm-hmm. it got good ratings, and uh, she says really positive things about it, right? about him. Uh she's a Trump supporter in the show. Um and I think it's I think it's funny for two reasons. And not that we'll just talk about this forever, but uh the one reason is in the episode, and we're never gonna talk about it again, supposedly, right? right. So this is all there is. Right. So, so this is the sum total of the story, right? Uh, you know, Jackie and Roseanne are kinda going at it and, and finally Jackie just like breaks down and goes, How could you vote for a person who did this, did that, right. is like this, blah, 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 blah. And right. Roseanne said he talked about jobs. Right. And that's it. And, right. <laughs> and somehow that's a positive statement about Trump supporters. <laughs> like just this is how stupid I am. Yeah. Is that this is why I voted for him. Uh, but what's what I really love about it mm-hmm. is that because uh, I've seen – a bunch of episodes of it yeah now you must now right um five or six probably uh, yeah i had i had seen like three before it aired but i've seen more now but uh what's funny about it is it it's the most left show yeah that you're ever gonna run into right Right. (laughs) it's got uh you know for the rest of the episodes right Mm -hmm. it's uh jackie gets to be very left right uh so and and i'll tell you right now everybody who signed on to this show uh who's not roseanne clearly had a lot of shit in their contract oh sure to, no, be, to be on it <clears throat> yeah. uh sarah gilbert has uh she, she has one kid and i think it's kind of funny because you know it's like sitcom funny but she has one kid who's basically like you know Darlene 2.0. Oh right. You know, sure. She, and of course, is, <laughs> has, right, everyone would kid. look at it, right. She has another kid who's just but she has another kid. She has a son who is uh extremely effeminate. Yeah. And he's like uh like 10 to 12. I, I don't know exactly. He's like 11, 12, 13, something like that. Right. Uh and whether or not we ever get to the point of talking about if uh, the son is actually gay or considers himself actually gay or even thinks about it at all or whatever. Right. Uh, so at least in the first episode and anything that may happen, (laughs) I won't, you know, spoil stuff in the future. Uh, like that's not really an issue that we talk about. Uh, and uh, the, in the in the first episode and in subsequent episodes, there's stuff about he dresses as effeminate as you could, right? Without just wearing like a dress, right? I mean, he's uh, where where you'd have to go. There's no further step other than for him to just become a crossdresser, right? Right. Right. <clears throat> he dresses as uh, bright and effeminate as you can, and you know. Uh, pink sparkly unicorns on his clothes and, mm-hmm. and like any you know anything you can imagine. Yeah. Like there really is no eleven to go to right. <laughs> with how right. effeminate he is. Right. And and everything else that happens in the show, right? There's uh the only thing that happens from like the right side of politics. Right. Is that everybody else in the show is doing something, right? Uh, you've got uh, the other daughter is uh, having a baby for someone else, and right. you know all this stuff, and the parent Connors are like against that or sure. whatever. Like all there is is like them going, "Ugh, I'm not happy about that." <laughs> <laughs> but like everything that happens in the show is great. like a commercial <laughs> for uh, let's deal with. Yeah. You know, whatever. I right. mean, it's just right. anything under the sun. So you're going to be like three or four weeks from now, and and man, is Trump never, ever going to mention the show again. Right. Right. <laughs> because every – because right now there's this weird thing like that. It's a Trump-supporting show. Yeah. Because she says Trump, and it gets really good ratings. Right. And and I think it's such a weird thing because you just – you knew that was going to get – Sure. Bonkers ratings. It's sure. like Seinfeld could come out tomorrow <laughs> and be like the farthest left-wing statement show right. that there ever was, and he, he would still get the same ratings for, right. especially for the right. first episode. Right. I mean, the first episode of Roseanne coming back is going to have it's going to be crazy anyway. ratings, no right. matter With or what without. anybody knows about what's going to happen on yeah. it.
1: Even if this was a publicity gimmick, you know, and it was done to get ratings. That wouldn't justify the fact that it wouldn't have got it without it. You don't need it. Right. Like you say, they're back. I mean, and they're all back. Like, that's going to happen. You
0: know, and there is, uh, with all these shows that are coming back, right? Um, Like Will and Grace is, you know, doing pretty good. Will and Grace did not, you know, do Roseanne or anything, but it's doing pretty good compared to, especially compared to. Uh, you know the the gaggle of shows that get thrown out every fall right and try and pick the best out of whatever new thing happened yeah uh it's hard to get really good ratings and so will and Grace is doing really good because it's will and grace right and, and, right. and, and, and no but but it wasn't. It wasn't to the same level, but if you yeah. have the right show and you have the right people, and you know, like I said, if Seinfeld came back, right. it wouldn't matter what was on that show <laughs> right, either. It, right. would, it would be. It would kill. It would be that big. Anyway, anyway I just uh, I think the whole thing is just hilarious. I yeah. Think. Just all the tweeting and crazy. It's and weird that whatever. she got.
1: It's weird that uh, she got jittery, but I guess <clears throat> she's an executive producer. Which makes sense why she would pop in, um, have to come out and say we're only going to do this once, um, Sarah. Right. You know, I, I didn't realize she was an executive producer. If she was just an actress, I'd be like, No, yeah, yeah, you're going to do whatever we tell you.
0: No, she's you know? not. no, I. Know. She's got too I many know. other shows to be <laughs> I on, know. and uh, I, yeah, know. I think, frankly, at this point, she probably got more money than Roseanne anyway. So. Yeah, uh, she's actually on another show. She's on the yeah, uh, she's, she's on that Living Biblically right. show, uh, which is just the goofiest. It looks weird. Yeah, it it's it, that's I mean, it a looks show. At times fun, but that's a show. It, it once in a while it's kind of fun. I've yeah. watched a few episodes of that. Once in a while it's kind of fun. Here's the problem with that show. I like every actor on that show. Right, they are all from different things. Right, <laughs> they're all from. I mean, not counting Sarah Gilbert, even. Right. But I right. mean, all the other people. She has not the hugest role on the show. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, everybody on the show, I really liked them in other things. They were not like the stars of other things, right. but they've all been in something fairly recently, and I like them all in that, and I like them all in this. Yeah. It's just that it's, it's a little a goofy. Show, it's yeah. like one step more <laughs> goofier than. I, then I know what they're going to be able to do with for a long time, really. It's yeah. one of those where, you know, the the way sitcoms work now is you have a gimmick and then you spend like six episodes trying to not talk about the gimmick anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. trying to right. move past the gimmick right. and just be basically a regular show. Yeah. And this one, I don't know how you do that. I mean, it's <laughs> it's yeah, about the sounds... guy who is determined to live according to the Bible right. and, then, you know, whatever. Anyway, but she's on that too. And I think she had to come out with this statement because she needs people who know who she is to not suddenly go, I hate you. Right. Now, now you're because on the list. You agreed to be on this show at right, all. Right? right. And she's got to do something. Yeah. And, uh, and you know that she's just got, uh, tons of stuff in her, uh, in the deal of making this show and right. now it's, it's been renewed for a second season. Already.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, they renewed oh, it. Cool. I think like a couple days ago, it's wow. been renewed for a second season, but you know that she's got all kinds of things. that they're like, we're going to talk about this. We're right. going to talk about right. this. Yeah. We're going to have an episode about this. Yeah. Basically, if this show actually lasts, <laughs> right. If it, if it doesn't just fall <laughs> off a cliff and yeah. then get canceled and not really have a second season or right. whatever. Right. Uh, before long it's going to be uh, it's going to be specifically anti-trump. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> because there'll be nowhere else to go. But yeah. basically everything <laughs> that uh Trump is unhappy about they're going they're going to be putting they're in a positive way. Yeah. anyway. All <laughs> right, so uh ready player one. Uh so it's based on the book uh it's Steven Spielberg and it is basically about a guy who lives in the future where everyone goes into what they're calling, and what the book even calls, uh, a, you know, a virtual reality MMO. Yeah. Although to think of it as an MMO is even a little weird. It's a little. It's yeah, just. It's, it's close enough to what we have. It's uh, it's something that <laughs> it's something that even when I read the book, I thought you know if if we get to the point where this is a thing, there's mm-hmm. going to be like a new term. We're not just right. gonna. We're not right. just gonna keep calling everything. Right, MMO and, and we forever. won't keep
1: calling it alternate reality or virtual reality. It's gonna right. be something else. Right. Uh,
0: so everybody <laughs> gets the oasis, and everybody goes there, and everybody has for you know God knows how long. And um, you just kind of exist there and do everything, and it's like the everything virtual reality where right. uh, where you just spend most of your time there, or, yeah. or at least a lot of people do. Right. And uh, you interact with everyone there. You don't know who anyone really is. And, and basically the story of the movie is the search for this Easter egg because the guy who invented it has died. And his will uh, is that he has hidden this Easter egg in the game. And whoever gets the Easter egg gets to own it. Right. and and then is in charge of of the oasis and we've got a uh the competing faction is the IOi which is this uh, goofy yeah. other company that was started uh, by basically the coffee boy right <laughs> 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 it's like it's like <laughs> if Steve Jobs uh, and uh what's his name Wozniak or oh yeah uh, Steve Wozniak uh, yeah Uh you know, if Apple was started in a garage and there was like the nerdy kid next door that we let come over and like clean up the garage (laughs) so so that he could feel cool. And then now that kid has his own company. (laughs) Right. Basically uh, based off the idea that he sold somebody on the story that he was right there. He was in, Uh, he was like in the mix. Right. And so now he's, you know, in charge of the huge company that is going to try to win by basically just throwing enough fodder at it. Right. Like, if we just hire a 1,000 people, yep. one of them will get it, and it will be ours. it will give it to us. Because yeah. they will have to give it to us. Right. Uh, plus, the company does all these other really bad things with, like, debt and oh, having yeah, people right. in this, like, indentured servitude debt prison yeah. thing, whatever. <laughs> Labor mines, yeah. Where, uh, Yeah, where you have to work off your debt. Uh, strapped into the virtual reality, like doing work in the virtual reality place. Right. uh, Which the movie does not really make sense of. Um, I think in the book, they do a little bit better job. It does. First of all, the book does not worry about pulling punches on how horrible an idea that is. Right. And the movie right. tries to kind of disney it, right? They try to make it like the Disney version yeah. of being a slave <laughs> or something. Yeah. It's so like if you're making a Disney historical movie and there has to be a slave. Right. Like, it's not going to be that bad. Right. 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 <laughs> Everyone's yeah. going to go to school. It was almost like
1: you could walk by them and be like, oh, that, that's okay. Right. I mean, They're, I've seen worse. Yeah. Whatever. They got to do something. So they
0: they don't pay a lot of attention <laughs> to it in the movie, and it turns out making it seem odd, like it just kind of washes past mm-hmm. you, so you don't pay that much attention, but it's a weird thing, yeah you know yeah. anyway uh so that's the uh that's the basic outline and we've got the uh the kid who uh lives in the crazy trailer park that mm-hmm. you see like on the poster and all the trailers that you've seen of the of the movie all show yeah you know the the crazy trailer like Steven Spielberg is really proud that he made that yeah. Because that's <laughs> that's how it that's how it's described in the book. Yeah, the stakes are- is is just like that. Yeah. And he's clearly very happy about yeah. the way that he managed to get that pulled off or whatever. Right. Even though in the movie, <laughs> and maybe this is just my own, you know, crazy nitpicky thing. Yeah. In the movie it doesn't make any sense, I don't think. In the book it makes sense. It made sense to me at least. But in the movie, you've got the stacks, like, in the middle of a desert where you mm-hmm. don't have to build up for any reason. Right. <laughs> like, right. there's room everywhere, everywhere else, around it yeah. where, you know, I mean, like, like it's it's like maybe I, just because I grew up in Phoenix and I know Probably. how cities go when you just yeah. have endless space. space yeah. You just keep going, Look, right? That's it's the like... national law. You build up, not <laughs> yeah. out. I just thought uh, that was a little weird. Yeah. Uh, especially because they kept showing it. They just kept going, look at all this space around the stacks. And yeah. I'm like, but wait, right? then why did we start piling them on top of each other? Why, why <laughs> did the first guy <laughs> – because just put it over there. Anyway, uh, that's my uh, crazy nitpick. Anyway, he uh, has to – he finds – he figures out the secret. It basically comes down to like figuring out the clues, clues. and, and yeah. knowing how stuff works. And uh, and, and things are – very changed from the book as far as uh, the key the, the key challenges and the yeah. gate challenges and mm-hmm. what the challenge is and how many of them there are and and uh, lots of that stuff has changed but anyway yeah. before we uh, just totally yeah. start going into the movie, I'm uh, gonna give my rating and here is uh, my very weird rating for <laughs> for this movie okay uh I give this movie a eight yeah. If you haven't read the book. Right. And if you have read the book. This is weird. I feel like it's a five. It, yeah. It's okay if you've read the book. But there's a lot of stuff in this to piss you off if you've read the book. And I think everyone who's read the book is probably going to react differently. Some people are going to read the book and go, well, whatever. Change it however much right. you want for the movie. Right. And, and here's what I, at first, was just going to give this an eight and just go, you know. Mm-hmm asterisks if you've seen the movie right (laughs) right right then just know (laughs) that you may have problems with it but it's still eight uh but since i can do whatever i want (laughs) we'll do that uh, so then what happened is after i got home uh from seeing the movie my 11 year old yeah who saw the movie with me right Said, you know, if you'd have changed like three more things, you could have just made that a different movie and not be a movie about the book. Mm -hmm. It's so different. Everything is so completely different apart from the general outline. But she was like, if that's the movie you're going to make. Right then just make a different one. I'm right. like... That's your daughter. And I that's said... That's you through and through. she has just heard me that's, say that that's, a lot. Yeah, because I hear you say that but a lot. But I was like, man, if that's the 11-year-old's reaction to the movie, mm-hmm. then, you know, they kind of screwed up the book. And, I mean, I feel like they screwed up the book anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what she also said <laughs> uh, was, uh, in watching the movie, she said, you know, uh, at the end... The last line of the book, uh, and I could preface this by saying that she, you know, reads like 15 books a week. Right, yeah. And she (laughs) she, just read this not too long ago. No, no, just a couple of weeks ago or something. Uh, She said, the last line of the book is, and for the first time in as long as I could remember, I didn't want to go back to the Oasis. Mm -hmm. And so here's my 11-year-old daughter, right? She Mm -hmm. said, if you don't get the book... The don't make the movie of it. right <laughs> because the way that the movie is different, all of the ways that the movie are, is different, the way that we don't really see like his personal struggle. Um, you're not supposed to see Artemis until like there's about 10 pages all left the in the to, book, yeah. like that. He meets her all the way through. I mean, right. she's there, but he doesn't meet mm-hmm. her in reality, right? Uh, it, it's not his personal struggle, really, so much. It's mm-hmm. not his own thing by himself because that's not, I don't know blockbuster movie-ish or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. That doesn't fit the mold. <clears throat> yeah, But at the end, it's a completely different ending. And it's yeah. an ending that basically kind of like negates the book. It's it's the opposite of the book, yeah. <laughs> of of the point of the book. So so I had to come out and officially like have my own uh, double rating. So that's my rating. So but, you're, at, you're at eight. Uh, but it is – if you haven't seen the book, I – I thought it was really fun. And yeah. When I was watching it and when it was happening, I still don't like the ending, even if you don't know the book's ending. Right, I know, because uh, you're like, like, it's too scooping. The ending is just right? kind of like, well, there's a They like, march everybody out like, in front of you for like the There's like two endings, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> there's like two the very end. And the first one really does just look like some- uh, really like bonkers '80s mm-hmm. movie made for kids. It's like yeah. the Goonies. Yeah, it, it's like the end of the I think Goonies it's on purpose, where too. we just like, trot them out. Sure, and it's all silly. Uh, and then the end after that, though, when he's talking yeah. about it and stuff, like I don't like that. That's like hmm. that's like Spielberg goes, I don't want to have this thing where he says he doesn't want to go back because the Oasis is so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't and it, i don't know it's just weird it it is it is weird even if you try and distance yourself uh from the book but when i was watching it trying to not go oh that's not what happened in the book and be really you know beholden to what's yeah. happening in the book it was a lot of fun a lot of it yeah. was a lot of fun even the stuff where you think uh god this could go so corny so yeah. horrible goofball right now right. and and still it was a lot of fun and it didn't have uh it didn't have a lot of parts where i thought you know they're just doing this for some goofy reason right. they're not this right. is not really connected to anything or whatever and it you know it like kept me going right. and i was in the movie, and it was it was most pretty of fun, most so. of
1: the stuff in it services the story in some way. Even the new story that's not quite the book. If you love the book and adhered to that so much,
0: right? the The only thing that uh, I mean, there are a few <laughs> things that would have made it even better. That's why it's only at eight. But right, uh, one of the one of the main things that jumps out at me uh, that could have made it better is uh, our bad guy didn't need to be such a mustache twirling. Mm-hmm. You know, like eighties teen movie bad guy, right? <laughs> right. That that's just like, aha, Like he's like the principal in Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Going, I hate you just because I hate you. Right. And, and you're young, and I'm and I'm going to kill you, know, you just right. because I'm going to kill you. Right. And he, he, it was so. I don't know. It was just, it was just over the top. Yeah. I mean, he's he's in a position where he's gonna be bad and do bad things Mm -hmm. anyway. Right. He didn't need to be so kind of, you know, like, scooby-doo about it.
1: In the book, he's a perfect foil against, um, you know, against all the characters who want to get the Oasis and, like, free it up. Um, You know, when Parzival is trying to work all this stuff from the stacks and this guy, Sorrento, is in, like, this billion house. Right, right. You know, they both want control of the Oasis for very specific but absolutely diametrically opposed reasons. You get that in this film with some layering on Parsival, but just one brushstroke, which
0: is Black Hat. Right, right. You know, and there's and a lot you, in you common do, You with don't them. even really, like, he has depth in the book. He especially does. Especially just uh, the kind of his own personal, like, combat that he's, yeah. you know, in with himself about not even liking the Oasis. Right, Like, right. not even yeah, being right. interested he's in like, it. He's I like, don't even it's just a thing that it's, makes it's money. It's a commodity, right? Yeah. Right, and, and in some aspect,
1: they briefly hit on it in the film where he's like, someone mentions, like, stock options and the board, and he's just, like, looking at that person like, you idiot. Like, duh. It, it would have been a little bit more interesting to have a little layering for him as well, because they are really not that right. different between them. Um, I... I had a lot of fun with this, and I was nervous about it. I I throw, you know, I gave it an eight as well. I thought at one point it might just be like closer towards seven, but but the fun that I had, the fun that Spielberg is capable of giving these, again, like I said last week, I thought Robert Zemeckis or Spielberg were probably the only two people that would reasonably do a. Well, at least it'll get an eight job, right? You know, anybody right. else might have made a better film, but I don't know if they would have gambled on something like that. But
0: they might, but they might have. They made might a have four. cocked it up
1: too, right? It might <laughs> no, have been no, no, a real. Might have right. been might have been a real mess. Like if the Wachowskis had done this, I'd have been like, well, that's I'm not gonna even right. like any of this. <laughs> you know, there there is so much to really enjoy about the film, but I haven't yet talked to anybody who hasn't read the book and seen the movie. And I like you when right, I went home, right. my girlfriend asked me, so how was the film? And I said, I thought it was really, really fun. It, I had so much fun watching it. It's pretty great, but I don't know if it's going to be that way for anyone who hasn't read it, because I think the film. Sometimes they make adaptations where you don't have to. You you can come in and just we'll fill in all the blanks for you. Right. Um, and others, you you're really out of your element in some regard. You can identify like, oh, that's the hero. That's the villain. That's a talking unicorn. I get it. You know, but you really don't know all the all the nuances and motivators for things. I, I think on some level people that love pop culture would just love watching this because it's great to see Optimus Prime and the Thundercats fight next to each other right, <laughs> right. but I also think on some level if that's all you're getting then the spectacle is no better or worse than like just watching Michael Bay explode buildings you know right. like one of the reasons that I liked the book very much was it wasn't necessarily the nostalgic stuff because even in Ernest Klein's book he his character does stuff that I never did as a kid like i know all about the dungeons and dragons tomb uh expansion right i, I didn't right, do right, it right, you know right. and i know how i know enough about it but i didn't have that touchstone what i did was i enjoyed like the tour guided way of going back through nostalgia to not just nostalgize nostalgicized nostalgia for nostalgias sake right God that's actually hard to say but actually like to delve back in and be like as a kid this is what I did and I loved it right and I remember it now and this is actually kind of a touchstone the film succeeds in a lot of ways by making all the 80s stuff fun again and not just going with the easy you know go-to's but producing sort of an experience that isn't just thrill ride but kind of thoughtful too. That goes along, I guess my biggest criticism of the film is that it's so weirdly expedited in places that even though the book, I I think the book is just over 300 pages, but it
0: felt it's, it it's, felt it's long. not a super small book.
1: And it's not in the movie. It, this is I'm 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 kind of making fun of it in a way, but the movie, it almost feels like Parsifal does all this with everyone in like a day and a half. Like right. it feels very domino falling right. quickly kind of thing. And in the book, it takes a long time. Like, this is something that happens over a great expanse of time. And I realize you don't want to just see Parzival walking around trying to suss out a clue for months. Right. I understand. But there's a weird transition there.
0: Uh, there's, there's a weird translation there's, there's of a that. Way, there's a way that you could get a lot more of you what can. happens in between in yeah, the book instead of definitely. just skipping it.
1: You know, for your daughter and for me and to some extent, I think even with you, you know, so many things happen so quickly and so fast in the movie that didn't necessarily happen that rapidly in the book but are still um, – they're still natural. Like the competitiveness between Parzival and Artemis and then H – Um, And and everyone else that they are both all competing with and eventually find that they can really succeed better as a team, even though the reward is mostly a selfish reward. One person is supposed to get all this stuff. Um, You know, that's done and layered very thoughtfully, too. But then there are other moments where it's almost like Spielberg just says, quicker, we got to get to the next thing because I'll throw out Voltron and then you'll. Be really in you know engaged because that's Voltron and now we got to get to him twirling a mustache and now we got to get to a dangerous like it felt strangely abbreviated even though it was supposed to be I I didn't didn't love that if it had been a little slower I I might have been up to nine because I I think that there's it's uh, really fun
0: yeah I think there's a certain extent to where he was uh, it felt like he was scared to slow down it felt like he was scared to ever do anything slow. And for me, watching the movie, that was never more apparent than when he actually slowed down. Right, right.
1: Because <laughs> it should be comfortable there. Because it, it there isn't. were
0: yeah. uh, there are a few scenes, you know, when he goes into the library, uh, yeah. which is a very different thing from the book, the book, too. The yeah. whole thing happens <clears throat> completely differently. Right, and right. Uh, in the book, or, or in the movie, uh, they just, like, voice over and mm-hmm. say... Like, as soon as this happened, or as soon as he died, or the contest was announced, or whatever, all of a sudden this appeared. And that's like totally not what happened. Right. (laughs) Um, So that's weird, too. But when they do go in there and he's talking to the like librarian, collaborator, or whatever, whatever, um, then we have. Pretty much our only opportunity to slow down is the several scenes where uh, we see him in there, whether he's alone or with other people or whatever. Yeah. Um, And it feels awkward. It does feel strange. It feels feels very weird. And what's especially weird about it, I think, is uh, I don't think Spielberg managed to get us uh, to a place where uh, we see in the beginning... Uh, We see his avatar in the game, Mm -hmm. like, kind of strolling down the street, right? Yeah. And we see a bunch of other stuff that happens, and he's talking about how, you know, people come here and they do this and that, and we we get to the part where, like, if you die, you lose all your stuff. Right. And uh, so people do this and they do that, and you can do anything you want, and he's just kind of strolling down the avenue or whatever. Right. And it's like there's nothing about what actually happens in the movie that makes you think that anyone ever strolled anywhere. (laughs) Right. You know, like you're just always run. Like you're in this thing and you're – whether – it's like something really bad is happening and the bad guys are after you and you're running. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get away from them, and right. it's like you're just still running. Right. Like that's all we do is zip from one place to another. So then when they're in this library and they're looking at mm-hmm. stuff, it feels very weird, and yeah. they seem uncomfortable. Right, like just reading a and thing moving, yeah. or just uh, trying to look at a thing carefully and try to figure out the clue or whatever. Right. and it's just all—it's funny, it's an odd
1: combination. It, at least in the world we live in, every video game I've ever played contemporarily. You know, you always have the hold A to run, or just walk. Right, and right. If you are walking across a room, you always run. Right. Like you don't, and you run raggedly and weirdly right. and drunkenly. Right? I thought it would be hilarious if he's in there and he had to cross a hall and he just weirdly ran. Right. You know, because
0: right? Yeah, that's a good because point. that's what you do. It's a you good just point. Just go. Yeah. Except it's, that in this, apparently, you know, you yeah, have right. to actually gotta, run. Yeah,
1: so. it's it's interesting in some ways because the book made me feel nostalgic, and the film at times did too. But it just showed nostalgia. Yeah, like in a in a weird way, it was a lot of show. Well, and the of thing tell. that's
0: weird, and I think uh, I think this is where the movie uh, really loses out uh, for not having the D and D. Yeah. Uh, because the book has D and D in it, and it's mm-hmm. like a big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, it's a big big deal. And, oh, yeah, and it kind of I think connects lots of the other things that are a big deal, right? Right. Um, but the thing for me that the movie just abandons... I mean, it abandons a lot of things, right? Mm Because you don't even have any of the gate challenges. So we're not even trying to have that. We just jettison that whole part so you lose all sorts of things that they have to overcome and that they have to do or whatever. Uh, But what the movie loses out, that the book, I think in the D&D part, really uses that as like the center and then everything else too, is that the book is trying to make people... Who uh, I mean, people who did all this stuff. Obviously, they have you know their reaction to it or whatever. Right. But the book works for people who didn't do any of that stuff. Right. And it works for them to try and get them to figure out why all those people did all those right. things. Right. Like the people who are you know, like, older than that generation yeah. or younger than that generation or whatever that did not grow up playing DD right. or sit there with an Atari playing Adventure, <laughs> right. finding the dot and, yeah. and all, yep. this, all this stuff. Like, But why did they do that? Like, right. it's not, according to the book mm-hmm. anyway, right? It's not just because, you know, we're dumb kids playing right. video games and right. have nothing better to do and look at the stupid staring at the screen uh there there's a big thing and like if this if this were written 10 years from now or 20 years from now or whatever right. then the whole conversation would be about uh like RPG games right. and and t- being able to tell stories with them and mm-hmm. being able to you know like uh Roger Ebert who I can't pick on enough who right. says you know <laughs> like that video games can't be art yeah um and it would be like a whole conversation about that because right. it's just a really good book it's just that you play it or you know whatever but it was that kind of conversation that's happening in the book that we just completely ignore in the movie i mean it's like we're talking about uh you know i don't know here's this thing and he's doing it and look you remember that and stuff but there's none of the there's none of even looking back in the holograms of the kid right uh, who invented the oasis and we get to see him as a kid or whatever and he's playing Atari with the weird Coleco right. controller. Yeah, right. But there's just, look, that's what I used to do. I used to sit there and, look, I'm like a weird nerd guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's nothing right. about, you know, there's right. nothing about why any of this was interesting or why anyone cares. And Yeah. I think the movie kind of suffers for uh, not trying to do anything, like trying to just run really fast because that's what video games are like. Yeah. You know, the, it, it the movie itself is just... The movie itself is pressing a the whole right, time, <laughs> right,
1: right, and it would be it would have been interesting to have seen a little a little more pace to it. But I I do I get it, you know, and I can't sit here and say I had a really fun time with it and then criticize how much fun it was because it, <laughs> <Right>. it was <laughs> right. like I I still had a lot of fun with it. But it was a, that's an interesting experience because your daughter had you know the when we saw it, your daughter had just recently read it, and she's got and loved, and it. she's got a young a young person's outlook on movies still right you know i had i'd read the book but i hadn't looked at anything online to see anything i just wanted to go in and experience it you'd read the book but you had just come in and had seen you know you'd put your head in the rabbit hole of like all the different changes in the book from the movie so you were aware of a bunch of stuff between the three of us we had a gradient there where we all still enjoyed the film but for somewhat similar, but still different reasons. But we all know? had like kind of. You know, different it's a it's a really different experience to it. You know, um, I don't I don't have a fault with. It's really weird. I don't have a fault with the cast. I don't think anywhere. You know, I guess I guess having Sorrento, like you said, having Sorrento be too mustache twirly. You know, just short of putting a yeah. damsel on the rain on the railroad it, track. It, uh, that I might I be the only mistake. I think
0: it changes. Uh, I think it changes a lot of what the movie is and what it could have been. Yeah. You know, when you have, when you have somebody who is in charge of a big corporation. Yeah. Or more or less in charge of it. Right. Right. Um, Who now needs to win Mm -hmm. at the, you know, because if he doesn't win. Right. Not only do they not make the tons of money that they can make if they win. Yeah. They can't even make the money they're making now. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Mean, <laughs> you know, done, so, yeah. so it's like very serious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that guy only has to be so right. evil. Nefarious and, and moving, You know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, he's only, for me, like a few steps away from being in, you know, in like Home Alone or something. Right. I mean, he's just uh, to the point where he's getting a little goofy about it. Well, even – and. And it doesn't need to do that, and yeah. it would be better, you know, if he
1: didn't. He- the weird mistake in the film for me, and it's not even a glaring one; it's just a small one where I'm like, eh, I don't think, I don't think the repercussions of this happen when he, you know, th- this isn't a major spoiler either. But when he sends the drones in to try to get Parzival right. and just blows right. up the stacks, right. like that's pretty close to what. That guy that's at eleven would do. He's like, well, just nuke that place. Right. We don't even need that city. We're all living in the oasis anyway. What are they, a bunch of miners? We don't. They're not doing anything right. to create money. And then later, when you know he needs help, and he's like, "Hey, people of the stacks, this is the dude that did that." You know, and they're like, "You better turn around." I'm like, nobody's telling that dude to turn around. Right? They're ripping him he's apart. Like dead. that's done. You know. Right. So there so is a there's a weird there, sort of
0: there is a strange uh, scale like yeah. like this is almost like if you had a game and somehow you were trying to figure out what rating it was going to get, like what mature or, you know, like PG or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and... And you kept doing things and it just kept moving. Right. And, and so, <laughs> right. It, like, it would move up and then you'd go, Well, what if I do this now? Then it'll right. come back down. Like, you know, like, yeah. Like, sure, he blew that thing up and yeah. clearly killed a bunch of people yeah. or whatever. But later on, when the mob has right. him surrounded. Yeah. We'll just have them go. You should turn around. You better leave instead of right. what makes sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> up my house, yeah.
1: I love. I love so much of the subtleties in the beginning. I was. I was really dialed into how I thought the film was going to be when you meet Parsival and he's scaling down out of the stacks and you see everybody participating and it's grandmothers, it's right, kids, right, it's right. housewives. The food is burning. A lot of that was all of that really stuff is cool. so thoughtful and, and just rat-a-tat-tat and like so you know early, everything about it.
0: It's so early, yeah, and it's so cool. And then all of a sudden, it's like we're not quite in that movie anymore. Right? There's it, a it's small, not quite it, the it, same.
1: There's there's this thing effort. where
0: it certainly it would be easy to look and be like, ah, oh, virtual reality.
1: That's what the kids are doing. No, man, that's what your grandmother's doing. Yeah. She loves everybody's this. doing it, and it's done with such brevity and skill that I'm like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna do that with all these other things. Right. The first indication that I thought I might dial out of the film, because, and I might misremember in the book, there's a, you know, when Halliday dies, the sign goes up and everyone's trying to figure out what the scoreboard means and what all these things are. And then after a long period of time of no one ever achieving any score at all, Parzival's name suddenly appears and the world stops. This is what's on every news station. Who's Parzival? What did he do? Now the game is afoot. When that happens in the movie, it was I lackluster is not exactly the description, but it was pretty but it, lackluster. But it was it's very it really lackluster. Was. And I just went, uh oh. And you'll get the you'll get the semantics right, but right. you're not gonna get the high notes, and you're not gonna know why they worked in the book so well. Why would you mistake that? I still wish that had been better, but later there weren't so many weird lackluster and, hits. Yeah. But and I, I, I thought there's only two or three of those in the book. Like, you can't miss those. You I, have to I really think, push.
0: I think what happened is uh, I thought the same thing. That whole thing happened as though, uh, you know, he got a high score on – right. Some Gallagher or some part weird part of it, just you know, like, thing, yeah. like, you know, there's like Doom World, right, right. where you go and get killed, <laughs> right. like, like, he had just had like a good day there, but yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's like the reaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason that they did that and they tried to make it like, look, this is a big deal, except that they didn't really, it didn't work, they, they didn't do it, uh, is because the movie takes out, uh, completely. Um, all of the sponsors and oh yeah, and stuff, and yeah. it has nothing to replace them with, right? Really, right? Um, all it has is the bad guy offering it, mm-hmm. And you know, we'll do this and that, right? Um, but the movie completely gets rid of the sponsors, which means that we completely get rid of the idea that he moves into a bigger house mm-hmm. and and y- yada right, yada. all that. I mean, yeah, everything that comes, it, it removes it it kind of removes the idea that there are any other businesses that could be sponsors. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like it. It talks about it, it talks about being in um it talks about being in like groups. Yeah. Um but it doesn't say anything about anybody having a sponsorship for any there reason. There wasn't a Nike in, group. in anywhere. There was just right? IOI, yeah. Um and so I think that it decided to remove all that completely which I think is weird. It didn't even remove trying to do the whole thing where he's got the house and he's got a new life and there's lots right. of stuff to cover uh after he gets a sponsor sh- sponsorship after that. Uh, but they removed the whole thing and they don't know what else to do with it, right. right? They don't know how else to do it except to have like people recognize him right. and have some fans yeah. and and you know stuff like that. Yeah. But it's uh, I think it's a little different in the book because the whole thing is about like tons of sponsorships right. all over the place, and not just because you get a key, right? right? There right. are already other things yeah. that people do. yeah. Um. So anyway, I I feel like that did kind of suck, but I think that's why. I think they yeah. just had nothing That makes they, sense. They had no idea of what else to do with that idea because if we understand people get sponsorships, right, And then we get somebody did something that no one's ever done before and he's like the biggest deal there is ever. Right. I was
1: I was trying to explain to somebody why I thought that scene needed to be absolutely one of the high points of the film and they you know they were like, I guess, you know, I I just wanted to see the I wanted to see the other things. The whole world And I thought imagine imagine what would happen tomorrow if legitimately you woke up and everything was online, you know, because there was a UFO over like The Grand Canyon, like, and it wasn't hiding. It wasn't a cloud formation. It was just sitting there. The world would stop. Right. This is what would happen if Parsival in this world, because this the oasis is everything. If somebody gets on the board, everything stops. Like, and that is important. Again, it's not enough to distract anything. I didn't take off a star or anything weird for it. I just noticed it and I thought, uh oh. Right. Like now, now there's the possibility Uh, it's going to be uneven later. uh,
0: This was a uh, problem, and not that it matters. But anyway. Uh, because the it really is fun. It's, it is it's fun. screwy and fun yep. and you know even though the race yeah. is not a real thing, yeah. the driving race, right? It still was a, it still was a good yeah switch. Yeah. It was an interesting uh way to have a different kind yeah. of a challenge thing, count or whatever. But I think what is a little weird about the challenges and the keys and the whole thing uh in the book you get the key you're not just done. Right. There's right. A no you still got yeah, there's, <laughs> there's more. You have to do another thing. <laughs> yeah. And and how that all worked out after we change them, we get rid of a lot of them and everything, it made the third one, it made the whole contest seem odd. Yeah. Because it, once a person gets the first key, mm-hmm. right? The next day there's gonna be thousand people that have the first key. Right. And then it's just you know, by the time we get the second key, mm-hmm. then a couple of days later, there's going to be like a hundred thousand people yeah. who have the first two keys, right? And then when you get to the third challenge that you have to do, it's just everybody, yeah. And it doesn't add up to finding someone worthy of being, yeah, the uh, being the person who who does it. Any more than it would to just only have the third key right. challenge right. and nothing else. Yeah. So that right. all kind of came together a little weird. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where we just hope you don't notice don't it, pay it or yet. don't care too book, much. In because in the book, it's it is, fun. It is weird. It, I in I the, the book, f- I think it works out I great. I do too. And, and it's, when you get to the end, the person that you get, it right. makes sense. It makes sense. Because it it services itself,
1: yeah. And there was a thing in the book where I if I read it a while ago. I read it when it first came out maybe I'm misremembering it, but Parzival had no other ability other than his devotion to trivia for Halliday. He didn't have any money. He didn't have a great, like he was just a poor kid who pulled the sword out of the stone. Right. But he had a head start, you know, and that was it. And then you realized with IOI and everybody, all the other Sixers, everybody else that was doing stuff, eventually they're going to catch you. Like you really have to race because that's all you've got is just a little bit of a lead. And that made it feel kinetic you know and they try to do that in the book uh, in the film but i think sometimes there's a weird crutch of being able to just dazzle me with 6 million pop culture things right
0: there all was at a, there the was a moment time.
1: there's a moment where i i feel like certainly when the film comes out people are going to freeze frame and look and there'll be little red circles on the internet of like did you notice obi-wan kenobi here and be like no i didn't see anything it was too many things but there was a moment where i thought i was still pretty much absorbing all a lot of the 80s references. And then somebody got shown on screen and the people behind us, the man or the woman went, "Oh." Cuz they recognized someone. I had no idea who the hell that was. Yeah. It, I, and in some ways the fan service for this isn't isn't the book I, at all. I remember it's, when that happened. Do you remember actually, that? Cuz I remember hearing that and I went and I looked over the and, whole and screen and my daughter quick.
0: knew who it was because Did it she? was yeah. uh, it was the I'm uh I'm like, "I don't know who the girl hell that from is Overwatch. Oh, I was at it. Yeah. yeah. That that's probably it. Cuz I just was
1: like I don't get that. Am I old? Did I not? <laughs> yeah. Did I not see something? Is that an Easter egg? I want to see that again. You know, in in some way, it doesn't it doesn't pay homage to the book so much as it does the '80s. And right. and when it does that over the book, and at times in the film, it does that more than it should for the book. It still works, you yeah. know. But I'm still kind of curious. I know a couple people who haven't read the book, um, and they're going to go see the film this week, and I'll be curious whether or not they really. Can you like the movie without the book? I right, think so. Right. But can you like it at like an eight, or do it, you like it a ten? Someone going to see that be like ten? Because they don't it. have any grudges against it. I, th- I think it. You know, I it wonder may. if they'll like it more. I yeah. think
0: it may. It's it. You know, there's some wiggle room there's a, there and there's for a weird different thing. people. But I think that people who haven't seen it are probably going to like it more. I walked in, in general.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. When we went in, I didn't know anything. No spoilers. No anything. And it wasn't in any of the trailers. Um, so if you yeah. haven't seen the film and you don't want to hear this, just jump one minute ahead because this is nothing. But being in Bangor, Maine and having one of the big things be a Stephen King thing, Right, that was kind of interesting <laughs> right. and I didn't know it and I don't know if anyone else in the theater knew it, but the moment it started, there was a weird chitter, like, oh. Right. And then watching this thing with The Shining play out, I'm biased, but I was kind of satisfied with that cuz i thought i, thought that, I was, thought that was fun. i thought that was cool and it was, but it was creative and like layered
0: and like I, I thought that was cool but i thought the best part of it Yeah. and i you know in general it was pretty cool but i thought the best part of it was that there were the group is going in yeah. it's not like it's, it's just not him just or whatever yeah it's the group <laughs> and you've got the Guy who's actually a girl in real life, but right. you, you've got the guy who has no idea what The Shining is. Right, that was that was good. fun. Yeah, like what? It, where are we going? Just, yeah, there's you, some girls the here. What? Yeah, yeah,
1: like well, don't talk to them. Well, they
0: look friendly. Get like, away from get the away elevator from doors. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff yeah like that. That. that was that was that was cool that was because cool. because you had a person and, who had no idea in this world where right. all everyone wants to do is know everything they can about the 80s yeah. because that is somehow going to help right right that's uh, anything any trivia you can get about the 80s sure. or his life or whatever always theoretically yeah. might help you so i love it because then he didn't know and everyone every, knows everything and everybody right? everywhere else everybody knows they know like, all everything. Of
1: it. yeah i i love in the book there's a throwaway reference and it might have even made it in the film where he's like i've seen back to the future like 37 times i can quote it back and like you do study every single thing and it's funny to think if you've seen back to the future Thirty times you might not have time to see The Shining once. <laughs> right, everybody, right. what I liked most about that, besides the humor, is everybody in their pop culture library has a hole. And right, for right. H, it was like I just never got to it. Right. You know, it's just like in War Games when he's like, I never got around to learning how to swim. Now I'm on an island. I'm screwed. You know. <laughs> anyway, I I thought that was really fun, even though it would have been as interesting to see the real challenges be right, presented. Right, like right. I I genuinely thought. The D and D module in Spielberg's hands is going to be great, and then I was and like, what "Oh, we, and what should. are we going to do with it? And how right. is it
0: going right. to come together?" Yeah, yeah. I, anyway. that that actually would have been cool. Yeah. Um,
1: we didn't see this in three D. Do you think? Um,
0: I don't even know if this is in three D.
1: I don't either. Is it? It must be. I wonder I if don't that's. Know. I wonder if it would be. I, I don't. I don't
0: even too mind blowing or. Uh, no, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just realized it it, it. it might be a little too much. It but, might be too much.
1: But I don't know. At the end of the day, be, uh,
0: I'll be interested uh, <laughs> to find out what people think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who haven't seen I'm it. really
1: curious about what people think about this. Like, yeah. If sometimes you, we don't if care, you but
0: go see the movie yeah. and you haven't read the book. Uh, then yeah. email us and let us know. Right. Uh, go to rescreening.com. Hit like the contact page. Uh, figure out how to get in touch with us, and uh, we got to wrap up. We've only got a couple minutes, but uh, this week we are going to have a giveaway. Oh, uh, look at that! And here's what you have to do. It has like uh, special rules that I have to make sure uh, that our uh, my system right <laughs> of running a, running a contest uh, can do, and I'm pretty sure it can. Okay, uh, but what you have to do is you're gonna have to go to the website and find the page where we we post uh, this onto the website, and there will be like a contest little block like enter this contest thing, uh, and it's going to just have a thing that says like what's the secret code or whatever. Oh yeah, and the secret code is Artemis. Right. So you can't know just by going to the thing. You can know by just telling everyone, I right. guess, or whatever. Uh, but the secret code is going to be Artemis. You just go to the thing. Cool. Go sign me up, enter me, nice. or whatever. What uh, do they win? They win this movie. Cool. Uh, yeah, I should say that, right? right. What, yeah. What well, you I'm win. like, what do you win? The uh, <laughs> contest is uh, going to run for like probably about a month uh, yeah. to get people who trail in or whatever. Sure, because they- uh then what you win is the movie on Blu-ray cool. uh, when it comes out. Nice. So you don't win anything right now. Right. <laughs> you get bragging You have rights. to wait right. for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but when the movie comes out, boom, you will get it. Nice. Uh, so we're going to have that. And and next week now, so The Quiet Place is this week. Yeah. So next week we'll have The Quiet Place and possibly something else because right. I think- There's uh, a bunch of stuff uh, popping up There's a pile of dogs too right. there's, that um, I really want to get to. Yeah. I really want to get to that too. I'm very interested in both yeah. of those movies. So it's a, uh, you know, April is the new summer. Right. Uh, that's <laughs> right. That's when in, I'm interested in. Like in two in. weeks, we got Avengers. Yeah. Right. That's weird. Anyway. That's really weird. Uh, yeah, because Sorry. April is the thing. Right. That's it. All right. Thanks for tuning cool. in. And uh, yeah. make sure that you go and enter the contest to win your copy and email us and let us know what you yeah. thought about this. If you hadn't read the only book, only if, if you read the book, then don't even. We emails. don't want to hear from no. you. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> All right thanks we'll see you next week. yeah bye. bye. Hey listeners on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are you screening podcast is brought to you by are screeningcom and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to are you screening.podbean.com or are you screening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord.